Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome to Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next three hours. I hope everybody just took a deep breath after that Baylor-North Carolina game, Wes, because that was absolutely insane as Femi and Josh just wrapped it up over there at South Point. We are here at Circus Sportsbook for the next three hours. We've got UFC London going on. Right now, we're still not done between North Carolina and Baylor, West. We've got a five-point game here with 3.9 seconds mm-hmm. to go. I believe Baylor's going to have the ball. But the only drama it feels like that's left here is if you had Baylor's second half as Carolina's going to shoot a couple free throws. And right now, it's a six-point lead. So, again, I think it was an 11-point yeah. lead at halftime. And a lot of people were grabbing Baylor minus six in that second half. I don't know if that's going to come home here. Yeah, we'll see. As uh, Carolina, we're on a little bit of a delay here. So, they're going to hit the second foul shot, 93-86. to 86. So, 57-51 to 51 right now for the second half for Baylor. They were laying six and a half market wide. Here is a heave. That's that is it. no good. North Carolina will knock out the defending national wow. champion, Baylor Bears, 93-86. to 86. I add the Tar Heels, but they didn't make it easy. It was kind of a, <laughs> a combination or amalgamation of really two things. Number one. Carolina, you're up 25. You got to finish this right. off. I and, mean, uh, you know, Baylor's obviously not going to quit, but you got to finish these guys off. And number two, I hope whoever this officiating crew is, and I don't have the identities of said officials right in front of me, I hope they don't get another game for the rest of this tournament because they were absolutely atrocious. And there are better officiating crews, Dave, in my old uh, home state of Indiana, officiating the Indiana High School semi state. Woo! 
than this crew. This crew was a disaster all afternoon, but nevertheless, North Carolina overcomes it 93 to 86. Uh, and, you know, I got to give a tip of the cap to Hubert Davis, yes. because if you've watched North Carolina over the years, even when they've had good teams under Roy Williams, the previous coach, who they just showed in the stands, mm -hmm. obviously applauding his alma mater, Roy Williams, some of his teams were very hit and miss defensively. And Hubert Davis's team was very much like that earlier in the year, but they did a good job and he made some good defensive adjustments. Really not doing that drop coverage anymore. Decided to like hard hedge all these ball screens. So, uh, Hubert, you know, kind of growing as a head coach. He's huh. been an assistant for a few years, but look, it takes time sometimes for coaches to kind of grow into that role in terms of adjusting strategy. R.J. Davis, the leader for the Tar Heels, about to do the post-game interview. Both the Davises, I thought Hubert was going to have to come in if R.J. Davis had fouled out, but 30 points for R.J. Davis. North Carolina will move on to the next round, and I believe uh, in that 4-5 matchup, they would get either Saint, UCLA or St. Mary's, Mary's yes. which that'll tip off at about 7-10 Eastern, 4-10 Pacific. So uh, all of a sudden, that East region, no Baylor, no Kentucky. Very wide open if you're pretty much anybody, and especially if you're the Purdue Boilermakers down there at the bottom, where I, you, I think, picked them for the Final Ooh. Four. And I also have a 25 to yes, one. That you was the do. first future I bet. Uh, my Kentucky future had to sacrifice. So Kentucky maybe had to crawl before. So Purdue could walk. We shall see. Uh, Purdue will get Texas tomorrow. Yeah, I don't have the number you have. I got five to one to get to the final four. I like where you're standing right there. But that's still not bad here because you're right. looking potentially if they get by Texas and Chris Beard has knocked them off twice mm -hmm. in the NCAA tournament. Once at Little Rock, once at Texas Tech. If Purdue can get by, you're looking at potentially Murray State and St. Peter's in the Sweet 16. By the way, that'll tip off tonight, 745 uh, Eastern, 445 Pacific. So uh, the 7 against the 15 getting prime time on CBS tonight. We'll get uh, more of the ramifications here in a second of this big upset here. We're going to have a new national champion as Baylor has been knocked off by North Carolina. Later on this hour, we're going to go over to Mandalay Bay. Uh, Mike Pronio is going to join us, of course, the sportsbook manager over there. See how the books are making outlook. If you're out here in Las Vegas like we are, it is just wild. I, I, look, I wasn't here pre-pandemic like U.S., but I got to feel like this feels like Vegas is back, and I'm sure Mike Peranio uh, is going to echo those sentiments because it is just wall-to-wall -wall traffic. It's certainly backed by uh, me uh, rushing in here immediately before <laughs> you the made show it. where, uh, you know, you're kind of cut, and you're like, okay, I got a clear path, and then somebody's not looking yeah. around because they've had some adult beverages, oh, and they have no sense of direction. So cut right in front of you, and you got to do the you know, the bob and weave to be able to get in this studio. Excuse me. Pardon me. As long as you me, don't hurt your me. knee on the way in. No, man, no, 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 no. Nobody messed around and nobody got hurt. Jordan Brenner is going to join us as well uh, from the athletic. And we're going to talk a little bit of, uh, certainly about all things that, that are going on in college basketball and the NBA and certainly the NCAA tournament. Get that from Jordan's uh, perspective. And then Mark Schofield is going to join us in the last hour because, you know, you speak of like adult beverages. Remember Cleveland said they wanted an adult in the room? Mm -hmm. Well, it looks like they believe the adult in the room is Deshaun Watson at quarterback. So we'll discuss that and maybe what the future means there for your future plays and maybe even Baker Mayfield, what actually happens now. Because, by the way, he's still in the roster mm -hmm. as we speak today. So a lot to get to in the next three hours. But the big news of the day so far is Baylor being elim eliminated. You mentioned it now. The East does feel wide open now. Uh, if you're a Purdue backer like myself, I'm sure if you're a UCLA backer, you feel pretty good about this news today with Baylor going out. But I do want to ask about North Carolina specifically because, again, you know, we, we've talked about it. You know, Dean Smith, this is – if you're a Tar Heel fan, I don't need to tell you what this means, right? Dean Smith, you win national championships. Roy Williams, you win na national championships. Bill Guthridge, 
went to the Final Four. I believe right. he went to two Final Fours in his short stead as interim coach, bridging the gap between Dean and uh, Mark Doherty. Uh, uh, yeah, Mark Doherty, I think it was. Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty. Matt Doherty back in the day. So I think he bridged that gap there, right? So Hubert Davis, you have to do two things. Beat Duke, check. Win NCAA games, check. You've yep. already won two as you get to the Sweet 16. This has got to take a lot of the burden off the kids, too. Now that they get to the Sweet 16, you've mm-hmm. beaten Duke. They're starting to play a little bit with house money. Yeah, 30th Sweet 16 of all time, as uh, just tweeted to us by Trip Tepper. That's the most in NCAA tournament history. They will get the winner of the 5-4 matchup, St. Mary's and UCLA later tonight. And I got to tell you, whoever comes out of that, now we haven't seen the game, North Carolina is going to get the money. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to get the bets here because they knocked out Baylor. You knock out the defending national champions, albeit a Baylor team a little bit shorthanded without uh, Chama Chachwa, JTT, yeah, you know me, and without <laughs> LJ Cryer. So they're still talent. They were still a very good team, but they were shorthanded and not at full strength. But credit North Carolina. Toward the end of the season, you know, you kind of watch them during the year, and they're like, Man, you know, they're going to make the NCAA tournament. They got 20-plus wins. They got a good conference record even in a down ACC. But even though they have, you know, some talent on that team, they don't necessarily overwhelm you with talent. So you're like, okay, what is this team really? And then to go into Duke to show some character and show some toughness on Coach K's retirement day. Right. All the former players there, wall-to-wall television coverage all day and all night long. And North Carolina, you know, they got down a little bit early, but then ended up winning by double digits at Duke. Showed some toughness. Little uh, slip up against Virginia Tech, and mm-hmm. Virginia Tech ran that all the way, yeah, of course, great to win run. the ACC tournament. So no shame in that. But North Carolina, I just thought the reason I took them today, not only Baylor not being at full strength, but the fact that, you know, North Carolina, I think, was getting confidence at the right time. It's like, hey, we're North Carolina. We're one of the five greatest programs in college basketball history. And I think that consensus top five, UCLA, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, Carolina. No doubt. And then Indiana, Syracuse, Louisville, kind of after that. But, you know, when you're a blue blood like that, it's like we're freaking North Carolina. We wear this Carolina blue. We have all these great players. The greatest player ever to play the game played at our school. We wear his logo on our jersey. Mm. And eventually that pride kind of kicks in. Now, boy, but they they uh, they got skittish there. The, boy, the officiating ever. certainly helped uh, that run for Baylor. But North Carolina, that that's being tough too because usually when you get the underdog in overtime, because Scott Drew when they got that to overtime, oh, you, he was pumping his fist. And I was listening on the radio on the way in here to uh, see what was going on. I couldn't stay for the game. I would have missed the show. But I was listening. I think it was uh, I think it was Rob Hummel on the call, and he, they were like Scott Drew pumping his fist like they just won the game. And I think maybe Baylor thought they had won the game. Wow. Because usually you get that. It's like, okay, water finds its level in overtime, and that's where underdogs go to die. Mm-hmm. Not this underdog. Tar Heels advanced to the Sweet Six. Great win for Hubert Davis because you know if they had collapsed and it would have been the biggest collapse at a 25-point lead with 10 minutes to go. Yeah. Boy, they would have the, been the out. Honeymoon, the honeymoon, oh, honeymoon would have gotten real short. I'm not saying he was in no, trouble, no, no. but in terms of the fan base. You never like, forget it. That would be one like, they'd always talk it's about. It's like, oh, my God, uh, where can we really go with this coach? And, you know, they will turn on you very quickly, especially when you have a blue blood program with that high of expectations. But nevertheless, North Carolina back in the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I always say if you have a lead like that, like Carolina did 25 points with 10 minutes ago in regulation, you can't lose the game. Guess what? They didn't. Mm-hmm. So even though it was much closer and they didn't want to have to go to overtime, the bottom line is Carolina gets it done. If you had Carolina and the money line cash those tickets and certainly plus the points, not a sweat uh, once overtime uh, was underway. Very quickly, I'm looking up at, at UFC London and right before the show, 
I said to you that I liked Paul Craig, the pride of Scotland, as they're fighting over there in England. Mm-hmm. He was plus 170. But I said, you know, something that Tim Doyle, our buddy of ours, we have on the show a lot here, we call it a mental bet, right? Yeah. I didn't actually play it, but I liked it. And I kind of looked up, and I saw he was getting dominated in the first round. Then all of a sudden, I look up, and he's getting his arm raised in victory. Paul Craig? Paul Craig. As he gets an amazing submission from the bottom as he's taking I, shots from the I, top. I think I saw on the uh, uh, Twitter machine that he was 450, plus 450 by submission. I'm the live number. And look, sometimes this is a way now to, I think, bet MMA. This is what I'm doing. I used to do the standard, okay, which fighter do you think is going to win? Right. Now you can go round props. You can go decision props. I think the betting menu for MMA has really gotten more diverse. Mm-hmm. And Paul Craig, a uh, nice price there if you got it, 450. But what do you say about mental bets? Mental bets, we were like 90% on mental bets. We never right? lose those. You were talking about you and your buddy Tim Doyle talk all the time. Like, never lose the, the bets. The bets that we think about, but we never really pull the trigger. Those ones always come in. It would have come in. Mentally, I'm a winner. But guess yes. what? It doesn't help out my wife. Mentally, don't pay the rent. <laughs> we'll get into some of those other fights as well with Alexander Volkov against Tom Aspinall. Uh, that is the main event. Again, that card is going on right now overseas. In England, so we have a lot to get to. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do a quick preview of the games, getting ready to tip here. We've got uh, Creighton against Kansas coming up, and then Michigan against Tennessee in our next window of Creighton, games. Kansas. By the way, uh, three thirty-three Eastern, twelve thirty-three Pacific, so still about twenty minutes away because of the OT. So now this has thrown this TV schedule all out of whack. whack. And if you're betting, keep control of these tip times because you don't want to miss out. All right, when we come back, we'll dive deeper into those games before that second tip. Boy, if it's anything like the first game, buckle up, America. It's going to be a heck of a three hours and a heck of a day. Right here, betting across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. day. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, Tim Murray, Wes Reynolds, and much more. They've got insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the faves to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament, April 5th, only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. We are live at South Point Casino here in Los, or excuse me, at Circa. As uh, Femi and Josh were just coming to you from South Point, we are here at Circa Sportsbook. The big numbers up and the crowd is here, Wes. Uh, we had a wild first game here as North Carolina takes care of Baylor in that first game. I do want to get to the second game here as you see the, the patrons. It's not exactly... Augusta National, but we'll call them patrons here yes. at Circus Sportsbook. The patrons, customers, yeah, uh, well, friends, whatever you want to call Yeah, if, if, you know, golf, they get a little snooty, so they like to yeah. say patrons. Uh, how about uh, Creighton against Kansas? And something right before we went to break, you mentioned here, before you make that wager, you might want to know that Doug McDermott and company may be limited today against the number one team. Yeah, in, in the region. this was eight and a half on the opener, even some seven and a half went right to eight and a half. And Kansas immediately got the money because Creighton very shorthanded. If you watch that overtime comeback win mm-hmm. where San Diego State, and look, you see that in the NCAA tournament, you get a team that really, you know, buckles under the pressure. And I think San Diego State did, but credit to Creighton, they got the win. Doug McDermott, or uh, Greg McDermott, rather, yeah. Doug, of course. Well, they need uh, more McDermott's. Yeah, they needed they need Dougie McBuckets, I think, they for do. this team because they're shorthanded. And 
Greg McDermott's done a really good job with this with these guys because they lost their point guard Ryan Nemhard in the St. John's game, a game they ended up hanging on to win. Lost two of their last three in the regular season in the Big East Conference, and then went all the way to the final. A very competitive loss, mm-hmm. but a loss nonetheless, fifty-four to forty-eight to Villanova. Didn't give in when San Diego State looked like uh, they had that game pretty much on lock. But really, the story of the game, other than the win for Creighton, seventy-two sixty-nine in overtime, was the fact that. Ryan Kalkbrenner, their big man, their big seven-footer, went down with a knee injury. He is now out for the rest of the season. Mm. This was already a Creighton team that was playing a very short rotation. When you include Kalkbrenner, who did get hurt and obviously out for the duration of the NCAA tournament, they only play six guys. They only have six guys, basically. They're going to have to play somebody, you know, that really gets very few minutes that is very, very limited uh, just to have bodies out there. So that's why I think that you've seen it already priced. And, I mean, betters are still betting Kansas. And, look, Kansas could still destroy them. But I wouldn't advise laying, you know, five points or six points worse than a number. I'm seeing 13.5 here at BetMGM, 140.5 on the total. If you're Creighton, and they've kind of had to change their identity over the years, too, because Creighton is a lot more of like a free-flowing offense, and they've always had shooters, including Dougie McBuckets. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you got to think that they're going to try to slow down the defensive rating, obviously, without the big guy, Kalkbrenner, you know, goes down, goes down a little bit. So when you lose the uh, cornerstone, really, of your defense – that's not great against anybody, and especially against Kansas. And I fully expect Kansas, uh, David McCormack, their big man down low, they're going to feed him early and often. And I just think really playing six players, and who knows, maybe a reserve steps up to give them just an extra body. But I don't see any way Creighton stays in this game. How does Greg McDermott and company slow it down? When you look at Kansas and, and you see what they can do offensively, when you're averaging almost 79 points per game, uh, throughout the season, how do they do that? And if Kansas knows that, you got to think Bill Self and his crew, they're going to try to speed it up. Hey, yeah. you only have six bodies? Yeah. Great. We're going to try to run you so either we gash you out or get you in foul trouble, and then, then you really get to play. Yeah, it. maybe Kansas tries to run a little uh, token pressure, at least right. in the backcourt, see if Green will turn it over. But Kansas is also a very difficult team to zone. They shoot about 36% from the three. They obviously can finish down low when you've got McCormack and you've got Mitch Lightfoot off the bench and then Ochai Ogbaji, mm-hmm. Christian Braun on the wing. Kansas has a lot of depth here. Kansas is going to play nine or ten guys. So I, I, I really don't know. I mean, they'll probably try to do a zone just to, because you kind of have to avoid foul trouble. Look, if That's you're right. only playing six guys, I mean, That's what you Syracuse really has done out. for years. You, ha- you, ha- you probably – half the zone you're probably right. your hand is forced if you're McDermott I don't think he wants to do that but you know desperate times call for desperate measures so that's what I think you're gonna have Creighton do today and just look you gotta hope Kansas is off got a zone gotta try to get as many rebounds as you can don't miss blockouts. don't make mistakes don't turn the ball over take care of the basketball and that's really the only way I think Creighton can stay in this game but Creighton is a team that does have turnover problems anyway they turn they it over on 20.7 percent of their possessions that's 312 out of 358 teams they don't really force a lot of turnovers either so they won't really out of a zone this is not a team that shoots the three very well either like I was saying uh, they could use some Dougie McBucket or Kyle Corbers or somebody some former Creighton shooter 30 percent 34.38 to be exact from three-point range so 
I think this is going to be a blowout. I'm not going to lay five the worst of the numbers. This is a pass for me. All right, let's talk about the next game, which is right now the uh, most bet game of the day, and that is Michigan against Tennessee. It surprises me a little bit to see that uh, Tennessee is taking a lot of the money here so far, and you look at the uh, most bet team by ticket and by handle, and there we go, boom, right at the top of the board are those uh, those Vols from Tennessee. What do you make of the matchup today? Is this a Michigan team that's – Boy, they, they found their sea legs in the second half. Nice comeback win in the first round, but everybody's back in the Vols today. Yeah, I, I think the number is probably right. And uh, I was on with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher yesterday on the Lombardi line. They were like, who is the most impressive team that you saw in the first round? I said, okay, we have to take into account that they were playing a 14 seed, so you have to take into account the competition. But I thought Tennessee was the most impressive yeah, team on, on Thursday. And uh, maybe, you know, they were underseeded because that was kind of, I think, a seeding mistake that I pointed out when the draw yeah. and a lot of others did as well. That's like, how are they a three seed? They won the SEC tournament. They've beaten Kentucky two out of three games. Uh, uh, they beat Auburn at home. So how are they a three seed? They should have been a two, but nevertheless, uh, Rick Barnes has got his guys playing well. This is a very deep team. Uh, this is a team that plays about 10 guys. We've talked about Tennessee before. They guard the hell out of you. They, yeah. they get in your shorts. Uh, they pressure the ball, which means they'll foul, which means you got to play a lot of guys sure. when you do that because you're going to pick up some cheap reaching fouls and stuff like that. But Michigan is going to get uh, Devontae Jones back, who, who missed that first game uh, with the concussion. Frankie Collins did a nice job stepping in, played a terrific game against Colorado State. But this isn't really the good matchup for a guy like Frankie Collins. Uh, Michigan's going to have to, on defense, defend the off-ball action of Tennessee. Tennessee is not necessarily a high ball screen drive to the rim. I mean, they run a lot of off-ball stuff. They run a lot of cuts. They flex cuts and the bigs come out and screen for the guards, which leads the little diminutive guards. Uh, Kennedy Chandler is the guy Ziegler. They can drive. Now, they're both freshmen, but they're both very talented. But they force all five defenders to defend off the ball, so it's really hard to protect somebody if you're the opposition. So Tennessee, where they might struggle a little bit, is they don't have a really a lot of size down low. Mm. And Hunter Dickinson obviously looked very good in the first game against Colorado State. So I would fully expect that Michigan is going to run a lot of stuff through the post uh, today. So, uh, we, you know, we, we shall see what happens. Michigan does have a size advantage. Tennessee, I think, has a depth and, uh, you know, maybe more of like an execution advantage, both offensively and defensively. So, I thought this number was probably about right. Even though I am big on Tennessee, I think that performance is priced in. You're starting to see even a couple sevens out there wow. right now, including right behind us and six and a half still at bed MGM. So right now, no play for me. Uh, very quickly, when you mentioned that Tennessee was misseeded, I think you nailed that on selection Sunday, that this was not a four seed. This as the SEC champs, uh, certainly the tournament champs, does that factor in your handicapping? They go, you know what? I had them as a bit of a higher seed. I, I mean, or lower seed, rather. They should have been a two or three in my book. Therefore, I think they're a little bit, maybe a point or two better than what they're being valued If you're at. going by the data, I guess you would have to say yes, because I'll use an example about the, the Mountain West teams. And look, hindsight is twenty twenty. We don't want to be totally results-oriented right. and say, yeah, see, I told you so. should have been a two. A lot of the Mountain West teams, the Mountain West, of course, now out of the NCAA tournament, they went 0-4 a lot of their seeds were higher than I think a lot of these BPI indexes mm -hmm. and whatnot. And a lot of these metrics had them and that proved to be true. So, so, you know, sometimes it goes the other way too, but 
I, I, I just think that you're seeing the conferences that have really been good all year performing. Look, the Big 12, even though the Big 12 lost uh, one of their big guns just now with Baylor, but Big 12 went 6-0. and And you're seeing a lot of these like Big 12 teams, when they get out of Big 12 play with such good defenses at the top, they find it a lot easier to score. And look, Baylor scored enough. They just didn't get enough stops today. But I think, you know, the seeding eventually, you know, eventually it's going to work itself out. Yep. It's like, okay, prove that you were a better seed. And some teams do and some teams don't. So uh, lean Tennessee here, but uh, probably not going to bet it at this stand. We're going to see St. Mary's and Murray State later on today. But very quickly, with the upset by St. Mary's, or St. Peter's rather, over uh, Kentucky, does this mean that with that exception of St. Peter's, that it really is the bigger conferences, there's not a lot of Cinderella's yeah. out there. Well, so far. I mean, you look at some of these 11s. I mean, Iowa State's in the Big 12. They won last right. night. Michigan is in the Big <laughs> 10. So it wasn't like these were all mid or lower majors. From that power were conferences. There were yeah. only a couple really big upsets. All right. So, uh, by the way, uh, very quickly, just uh, saw Pavlovich. Uh, Sergey Pavlovich got a uh, first round knockout in his win. So, a couple on the board for yours, Julie. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting News. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's and Adult Swim's Rick and Morty are teaming up to invite Las Vegas locals and basketball fans to get swifty at the first ever Morty's Mayhem pop up. This weekend only at the Resorts World's East Garden Plaza, the immersive experience brings the show off the screen and onto the strip with never-before-the-seen animations of Wendy's Breakfast characters in the Rick and Morty universe and the return of the elusive Pickle Rick, Pickle Frosty. Boom! Big reveal! While in the alternate universe, fans can also play a life-size game of Plinko, score exclusive swag, and try items from Wendy's delicious menu lineup. Check out Wendy's Morty's Mayhem at Resorts World through Sunday right here in Las Vegas. Are we in agreement that Plinko is the all-time great Price is Right game? The, the Plinko thing comes yeah, down. Yeah, the, the little I, chips. Is it the greatest? That in uh, Cliffhanger. Oh, the cliff, the you're like, oh, dee, oh, dee, oh. It's pretty oh, good. Dee, oh, dee, oh. Uh, I, I just like, I have no idea what I just read, but the Plinko is the only thing that I could resonate yeah. with. But, I could eat, understand it, but eat it Wendy's, everybody. Yeah, uh, Wendy, we love Wendy's. Uh, I was on with Matt Humans on the Edge yesterday, and he was uh, highly putting over Wendy's new breakfast menu. He goes, I had the breakfast baconator yesterday. Outstanding. Is, is Matt Humans going to update his list? And do you think Wendy's makes a slide up it, this year? It, it might go up on, on the, the, the Humans Casey's Top 40 fast food list because uh, the breakfast menu uh, very much impressed our colleagues. I just want to try that Pickle Rick, Pickle Frosty. Let's do a little game called Fade, Follow, or Forget. And I'll give you some trends. And again, you always give good advice about trends. They could be your friend. But you don't want to necessarily get married you, to you, trends. You want them mainly to be your acquaintance, your acquaintance. I would say. Yes. I think it's a good way to put it. Okay, well, what about number one Gonzaga against number nine Memphis? I look at this game, Wes, and I see pros everywhere. Right, You're going to see this floor littered with pros that you're going to be watching in the NBA. Double-digit faves in the second round. How about this number? 46-2 and two straight up. Mm-hmm. How about ATS? Almost a 65% clip since 2001. So... We're seeing that number climb to double digits, 10 in most spots here. Um, would you then be more apt to say, you know what? Maybe I know you don't want a money line necessarily laying 10, right? Because right. you're not going to get a great value. But 46 and two straight up for double digit faves. 
That's pretty impressive trend. On this one, though, I'm going to say, uh, you say fade, follow, or forget. I'm going to say forget it. Forget it. Because ordinarily, you get these, like, one seeds, and they usually lay over a team athletically in the second round. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily so here with uh, Gonzaga over Memphis. In fact, I think Memphis might be the more athletic team of of these two, and I think that they probably are. And I actually took the Tigers at 10.5 today. You're starting to see mainly 10 in the market. There are some uh, 9.5s out there, including at BetMGM. So there is some support out there for Memphis. And look, uh, I'm just excited just from a matchup standpoint because you're going to get Chet Holmgren against Jalen Duran. Look out. These are going to be two lottery picks. Uh, Holmgren, uh, I think in some of the mocks, they have him number one. Uh, it kind of varies a little bit. But remember, he went against Paulo Bonchero earlier this season. Paulo, slightly better, but I think it was pretty much an even even game. Duke, I think, just kind of out-talented Gonzaga at that high level. Keep in mind, Duke's got five guys that are likely to be first-round picks this year. The loss to St. Mary's at the end of the regular season for Gonzaga was basically that they got out-executed. Right. And St. Mary's has a very good game plan. Randy Bennett's one of the best coaches in America. The loss to Alabama, which is kind of a little bit similar with Memphis, Alabama over overwhelmed them with athleticism they earlier did. in the season, and Memphis maybe can do that too. They don't really outshoot you. They're not going to win a shooting competition with anybody, and they're going to make mistakes. They're going to turn the ball over, but they're not going to get beat on athleticism. And all of a sudden, remember Penny Hardaway kind of went off on his guys and went off on some of the media for mm-hmm. criticizing, saying, "Hey, this is a young team. We're trying to come together." They were nine and eight. Well, ever since then, they've gone 13 and two. And uh, if you look at their month of February, ever since the month of February began, sixth in the Bartorvik adjusted efficiency ratings nationally are the Memphis Tigers. They've gotten kind of to that end of 2021 form, elite defense, good transition offense. And I think this is kind of a style of play that Memphis is going to embrace. Gonzaga wants to get up and run. They play the fourth fastest tempo in the country. Memphis actually would prefer to play that way and not get into a half-court game where maybe Alex Lomax, their point guard, will turn it over a little much. Uh, Memphis, you know, they can get you in transition as well. They're fifth in the country in block shots rate, 17th in two-point defense. I mentioned Jalen Duran, of course, Malcolm Dandridge, DeAndre Williams. Those are very good shot blockers, so they can go heads up with Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy. And, and you know, it's just Memphis. Memphis has proven to be a tough team. That's right. Going down the stretch. They were not. They could have packed it in the season, nine and eight. Easily. Teams were kind of, guys were kind of at each other's throats. Some of the older guys were a little bit jealous of the young guys. Mm-hmm. The Jalen Durans and the Amani Bates, who's now just kind of getting back into minutes with the rotation because he had an injury. But they were mad at kind of these five-star freshmen. It's like, okay, you're favoring them over us, you know, and, and we came in, you know, we're part of this program before you even got here. So I do like Memphis really here in this spot. I took a little bit of first half at plus six and a half. I took some ten and a half. And it's not because Gonzaga, you know, didn't look all that great against Georgia State. That's one of the things that concerns me. It's like, okay, are you buying on weakness there? And then all of a sudden water finds its level right. in that team in the second round. It removes its head from its you know where and <laughs> plays like it usually can and that certainly could happen here but I just think the athletic the athleticism here is going to keep Memphis in the game and these are the type of teams that Gonzaga can really struggle with yeah I totally am with you it's going to be fun to watch you see a lot of man-to-man today you would assume so you're going to see a lot of pros out there it's going to feel like an NBA game mm-hmm. as you mentioned maybe a, a couple lottery picks that we're going to see in that matchup and again the trend would not apply if this number stays at nine and a half which is where it is right now at BetMGM. Uh, right now, 18 minutes to go in the mm-hmm. first half, just underway. Creighton with an early three. They lead Kansas 
three nothing. Close at BetMGM was thirteen and a half. There are a lot of thirteens in the market with the Jayhawks lane one forty and a half on the total. So uh, just underway here in Fort Worth, getting underway late because of that overtime and right. because of uh, the numerous reviews from the officials in that Backed North Carolina Baylor game. So the TV schedule and the tip times are all out of whack. So uh, keep track of that. All right, let me give you another fade, follow, or forget. And this one is not good news if you want to follow the trend, and that's for Providence, number four against number twelve Richmond. Biggie's faves, Wes, weighing five points or fewer. Straight up, oh my, 37 and 39. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine against the number, it's even worse. 31 and 45. That's since 2004. That's at about a 40% clip. Underdogs, 10 and 2 ATS, almost 83% in the last 12 A10 Big East matchups. My goodness, that means if you want to follow, you're going with the Spiders. Yeah, and I didn't really know what to do with this game in terms of the side because, look, Richmond is is a veteran group. They have five seniors, and they weren't just happy to get to the NCAA tournament. They wanted to win a game, and they certainly have. Providence was kind of that favorite that nobody liked in the first round. I ended up jumping on them late because South Dakota State was that trendy upset pick. Well, the Providence Friars said bollocks to that. We know, <laughs> that, we know that you love the word. I love the I word. Do, it's bollocks. a great word. But Providence, uh, look, uh, they've been one of the luckiest teams all year. We all look at that Ken Palm luck factor in their number one. They've won every single close game pretty much except for the two against Villanova. So maybe they do it again today. Haven't seen a lot of movement in the spread necessarily. But where I would look is the total here. I think that this is going to be probably a game in the low to mid 60s. I would look under 134 and a half. I have not yet bet that, but that's the way I'm leaning right now. All right, let me get you to another fade, follow, or forget. And this is interesting when you look at Michigan against Tennessee. Big 10, 10 teams are nine and four straight up. And how about this number ATS? 11, one and one, almost 92% run versus SEC foes. Would you fade? Follow or forget. Forget it. Uh, I, I think that, you know, it's all about individual matchups. One of the things with the Big Ten, too, in recent years, one of the things they're finding is that the game is officiated differently. If yes. you watch Big Ten basketball throughout the regular season and the conference tournament, a lot of the other conferences and a lot of the other schools in recruiting are selling against the Big Ten. It's like, you want to go there and play tackle basketball? Because that's what it is a lot of times. It's very physical in that league. And all of a sudden, when the games are officiated a little bit differently in the tournament, they're not used to that. And plus, I think you have an SEC. I know Kentucky went down, but you have an SEC. At least that top four this year was very good. Mm. And that would be Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas. So this was a better league than I think. It was the clear number two league. Usually the SEC might be three, four, or five. But they were number two this year. So I'm going to say to forget this trend. Okay, very quickly, uh, UFC London going on right now. Mike Grundy from London is taking on Makwan Amirakani. Amirakani's nickname is Mr. Finland. We've seen a lot of Finns go up against a lot of the British here. Uh, they, they just walk by each other in the Octagon West. Mm-hmm. All these people want to fight before the fight. We're seeing a lot of that so far in these fights. Like so. you're gonna fight in 30 seconds, but you don't. I don't. <laughs> as you do your your ring entrance, I don't need to fight you then mm-hmm. because I'd be disqualified and wouldn't get paid yes. for it, right? Yes. Wait the 30 seconds, but this this card right now, and again, what? this is what Dana White and Sean Shelby do. They're gonna get a lot of regional fighters 
And man, this this crowd is live, and these fighters are hyped. Yeah, wait for the bell to ring, guys. Uh, but it, I mean, it's almost like like WWE. They ain't gonna wait for the bell. They're gonna have a pure six <laughs> brawl right away. They want to go right or a now. pure two brawl in this. One case. of those, <laughs> except bollocks. I think would work over there. Bollocks would work over in. London. No question about it. When we come back, Mike Franny is gonna join us over at Mandalay Bay. Find out how the books are doing so far because it's been kind of chalky a little bit. We did have a big dog today. Unfortunately for the book, it was a public dog in North Carolina. So we'll see how they're doing over at Mandalay Bay. Come on back. It is Betting Across America right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my day, day. Bro. <laughs> bro. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets or risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You should. You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America. We are here at Circus Sportsbook. I looked up UFC London going on. We mentioned that Maquan Amirakani and Mike Grundy couldn't wait to get at it. It didn't take long for the big underdog, Amirakani, the Mr. Finland, as he goes, mm-hmm. to get an anaconda choke. And that fight is over, and the underdog cashes two underdogs in a row cashing, as we saw Paul Craig also get a stoppage in the first round. A lot of submissions. If you Woo! like to bet them submission props, you're doing very well this afternoon. And right now, Creighton with a quick lead, 13-9, about 14 minutes ago here uh, before halftime there. So we'll keep an abreast of what is going on in that matchup. But it is always great to have the sportsbook manager of Mandalay Bay, Mike Peranio, join us here betting across America. Uh, Mike, it's just, for me, my first full March Madness experience in Las Vegas. And I've been around to a lot of the different books. It's been absolutely wild to see what the action and, and see just the vibe in Vegas. What's it been like so far in the first couple of days at Mandalay Bay? And how are the books making out after Thursday and Friday? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's, you know, it's, I kind of forgot since 2019 <laughs> what it's like, but uh, it's, uh, it's fantastic with all the action and the excitement. And you guys know with our first of 15 and everything, it, it's nonstop screaming and yelling and having a good time. And uh, I'm getting a little tired, but the energy in the room just keeps revitalizing me. I go out there and it's like back to the, I'm not that tired. Let's go. But uh <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a good first two days were great. I mean, the handles over what 2019 was. Bet MGM guys, they, they just rocked it. I mean, we had a great a great Thursday, but Friday was even bigger and seven figures and growing for Friday. And it was a, it was a good result for for Bet MGM here in Nevada, and uh, we're we're happy that everyone's having fun because they're not not keeping much money, but they're having fun. <laughs> Mike, uh, how about the first game that we saw today? Uh, Baylor with the Furious comeback does get it into overtime, but North Carolina, the underdog, getting five and a half, six, depending on uh, your shop of choice in terms of close of business. Uh, was that good for the house, or did you have a lot more of the casual betters that are in town taking a shot with the big name team in North Carolina? 
Yeah, I mean, it's probably good for us that uh, everybody didn't get up in time for that game. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think if it would have been an 11 o'clock game, it might have hurt us more. But uh, uh, the in-game wagering is what I, I mean. We were uh, there. I thought we were looking at uh, Tampa Bay, Atlanta oh, Super Bowl my. on steroids. So, you know, it was like this is even better than that. But uh, they couldn't quite do it, I guess, Baylor. But, uh, uh, you know, those in-game wagerings uh, have a lot of advantages when you're watching games. Sometimes they're fun to do just because of the odds you see. And, you know, it is a Cinderella story, college basketball. But, you know, by the end of the tournament, typically it ends up with one and two seeds and maybe a four seed in the Final Four. But on the road to getting to the Final Four, you see a lot of Cinderella teams, and it's kind of fun to watch. And speaking of in-game wagering, I did just add over 143.5 on this Creighton-Kansas game. All right, Kansas, by the way, is on a 7-0 run. They have a 14-13 lead right now with 13 minutes to go in the first half. Mike, I'm curious when you see a number one seed today like Baylor go out, and I know Kentucky was a two, but they felt like a one to many people. They go out to St. Peter's in the first round. Uh, how Did that help out the books when you get rid of an early one and, and a really public favorite as a number two seed? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to help us, first of all, just from the future standpoint. But, uh, uh, you know, the, it'll help a little bit. Uh, the the public, you know, it's interesting to me because it seems like the public nationwide, uh, I can see the growth in people knowing how to do this and getting a little wiser. You know, every year that it keeps getting more and more people associated, they take a little learning curve. But uh, it seems like uh, the public's getting uh, back to – I remember times where we couldn't get people to bet underdogs, and at least they do it now. <laughs> so uh, it, it's interesting to see the general public get more knowledgeable about betting. Well, and that speaks to the efficiency, I think, for, of, of the market, Mike, because uh, Dave and I were talking about an example on Thursday with Providence and South Dakota State. Wow. South Dakota State at 13 against the four, and they were getting two, and there were betters that were cutting in line to go ahead and bet two. And it's like five years ago, that would have been five, five and a half with South Dakota State with their profile against Providence. And, uh, you know, now you're seeing that. It, it, do you think that just the betters are smarter and, and that they know this and and you're going to price it accordingly, I think the market's much more efficient than it was a few years ago. A hundred percent. And to be honest, networks like your guys, uh, it, it, they, that helps the public. Uh, I know you guys are pay service, but uh, unless you're the tiniest of betters, the information you can get and knowledge you can learn, uh, it's, uh, I, I can't believe you wouldn't spend that money just to, to get the, the updates you need. And the public's smart. They look for information, and they're getting it. And uh, it's interesting. I, I, I kind of like it. The, you know, the sharp money today and the public agreed on Kansas. It went from 105 to 125 that was not just sharp money. That was public was the same side as sharp. And that happens more and more every year used to be, it never happened. They were on the same side. So that it's interesting. Mike, let me turn to futures liability a little bit. And I'm interested. The first question I'll ask is uh, how much of the futures action is like, okay, it's this week and people are getting into town and how much of it, you know, where the dies already been cast where you've already had the people betting the futures prices all during the regular season. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's been changing. I think we talked last week, uh, We we the only bad ones were Gonzaga and Arizona. 
Now the only bad one's Gonzaga as this goes on mm-hmm. on and on. So uh, it's interesting to see the futures uh, changing, and really we're in a pretty good position if our only bad future result is Gonzaga right now. Uh, maybe they'll win it, maybe not, but uh, we'll be taking enough bets, and then you'll see, like we talked about before too, people with big uh, Gonzaga futures may start hedging when we get that down the road here, and that'll help us out if we do have a big liability. Mike, i got to pick your brain a little bit about the NFL very quickly because I don't know how you sleep anymore as a sportsbook manager because, you know, last night everybody thinks that Deshaun Watson is going to go to Atlanta, and then you wake up today for some across the country and they go, oh, he's he's a member of the Cleveland Browns now? So we see that number has been shorted. How has this quarterback carousel really affected you guys futures-wise? And are you seeing a lot of action come in? Obviously, we talked about Tampa Bay last week with Tom Brady coming back. We always uh, knew about Aaron Rodgers. But what about this Deshaun Watson news? Are there any new liabilities with this change? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to change things. And and uh, and w- really, the big news here is uh, Devontae Adams. Right. <laughs> we're, we're really excited about that here in uh, Las Vegas. But uh, And, you know, with Tom uh, and his retirement and, and stuff, too, although that seems controversial, what's going on with the books, trying to find out how maybe people knew ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But uh, the good advantage, not, not including that scenario, but overall futures, if we do make a mistake or the public has an advantage on something, Usually we have time to adjust the lines and get ourselves back in in good shape, and and that's what will happen with Tampa Bay. At first it was like, oh my God, we're shocked. What's going to happen? We we got hit on this, and and then you know you sit back and think we got till next year uh, Super Bowl to adjust and and make lines so that we can get back to in a good position. And I see BetMGM's already the, the traders have already done done that somewhat, and it, it's already. That we can take it a disadvantage and turn it an advantage if we have time. Got a couple minutes to go here with Mike Perani, the sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay. Mike, to that end, when we saw that, uh, we know that our friends at, uh, I believe, at Westgate that actually asked the NFL, they did a formal inquiry, right? They, they wanted to ask the NFL, how did this happen with the Tom Brady situation? Can you take us behind the curtain a little bit? When something like this happens, how does that process work? And what does the NFL really, what can they say back to the books? You know what? I, I can't get into too much detail okay. on that because that's above my head and uh, the, what's going on with that. But I can tell you, uh, when stuff like that happens, we're the people that find out about it, and uh, and, and and that's the advantage of being open and you have uh, you know everyone paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just nice to to make sure everyone's above board and and transparency is the key. And as long as there's transparency, and to be honest with you, the bets on those weren't that big. It was because of the numbers on the payout. If that does happen, someone's going to have to cash the tickets. <laughs> and and they, if they don't know by then, they will know when they cash the tickets who what's out going on. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. It's a, it's a fascinating story, but uh, I'm sure these numbers are going to con- continue to adjust, and you guys will be ready, as you said, to turn maybe a negative into a positive. Hey, Mike, enjoy the rest of March Madness, certainly this weekend over at Mandalay Bay, and we'll catch up again with you next week. Thanks. I really appreciate you having us on. Now, Thank you, Mike. Always great having Mike Perani on. Turn a negative into a positive. That is very Pitbull of it? you. Isn't, isn't that like Pitbull? We turn a negative into a positive. Dolly. That, that's what Mike Perani does, and that's what you have to do is go glass half full instead of what was me. By the way, Kansas is on a heck of a run right now. They have turned a deficit yeah. into a positive. Yeah, Remy Martin, the Arizona State transfer, ever since they put him in a 12-3-1, 21-16, uh, just about 10 and a half minutes left to go in the first half. All right, when we come back, we'll update that game and get you ready for the other action with Michigan and Tennessee a little bit later on. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 